Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awakened Soul Podcast. I know, I'm like, I'm like two days late. But it is what it is. I had a very busy, busy weekend, so I apologize that the podcast is a little bit late. But before I got busy, I left you guys with the dope pod to step to with my Falcon and the Winter Soldier review. So I feel like there's some synergy there. There's, there's a little bit. I should get a little bit of a reprieve there. But nonetheless, if this is your first time listening to the Awakened Soul, you can follow the podcast at Awakened Soul Pod. Or you can follow me personally at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. We have a jam-packed show planned for you guys this week. Don't know how long it's going to be. Um, in the Minor Hayes segment, we'll be talking about police shootings, unfortunately, and then uh, the police reform uh, act that's 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 going forward they're hoping to get pushed through may 25th i believe so we'll be talking a little bit about that but then at the tail end of the show the main discussion topic we'll be talking about the fallout from the oscars but not necessarily the oscar rundown we'll be talking about should we do we even need the validation from award shows nowadays and we'll talk about some of how the history of like black people even getting uh included in that uh, diversity in award shows. We're talking about a, a, a little bit about that. That's just what's on my uh, on my heart to speak about this week. So we'll be getting into that. But before we do that, we have to get into our intro music so we can jump into my dark and twisted, crazy ass mind. So we'll be uh, getting into our intro music. On the other side of that, I'll see you guys in the mind of haze. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. ladies and gentlemen so we are in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind in the in the mind of hay segment and so uh like i said what we got to talk about is you know we got a big win in um justice being served in the george floyd case we got guilty verdicts across the board there and that is being heralded as a big win for us but that's not the first step and it goes to show same day we got that that judgment and that that coming across there was another shooting in which a young lady here in columbus ohio actually lost her life now one of the things that i'll talk about and and i want to highlight is that the transparency being done in this case um is very different from what we've seen in a lot of other cases uh in in a good way um so you know while you know there, there's outrage there's protests being planned here in my city 
I'm actually going to be filming one. So there's a lot to be going on in the uh, Micaiah Bryant case. Um, but the transparency of the Columbus Police Department, uh, so forth, is something that I think we should hope for. Now, the results and what comes down from that is a different thing, but they've been very transparent. The body cam footage was released, I think, the next day, if not the same day. Um, and there's been some some misleading facts there. And we'll do a quick fact check. Like it was said that she was charging at police with the knife. That was proven not to be true. If you if you look at at the at the um, the body cam footage, she was actually she had her her arm up uh, while she was fighting with another girl. And so, you know, we, we need to control the facts and that are, that are being out and, you know, really look for the facts ourselves. A, a big part. And I've said this a lot over the course of this podcast is that what happens a lot is that there is something that's reported as fact or stated as fact on social media. And then it kind of just blows up and, and people start speaking from it as if that's the facts of the case without really doing any research to the facts of it. Um, and then, you know, there was, there's something that still hasn't been substantiated as of yet that, that I'm uh, aware of is, is that, you know, some are saying that she may have even been the one to call 911. Now, at least, like I said, as far as this recording, that has not been proven um, true. Uh, but one thing that has been proven false is that she was rushing at the police with the knife in her hand. And so, um, you know, and, and from this, uh, LeBron James, you know, he tweeted uh, the photo of of the police officer with the year the next. And there's been a lot of backlash. I believe there was an actual black police officer uh, who's come back and, you know, has spoken um and, you know, commented on LeBron James comments and people were saying that, you know, he was quick to rush to do that and could have put the police life in jeopardy. All that. I don't give a fuck. They released the body cam footage. It like at the end of the day, full transparency. Uh, now, did LeBron speak without knowing some of the facts? Sure. Sure. But in a time with heightened emotions, and I'm not excusing him uh, for doing that, but I can understand it. And I can understand it because we're, we, it, we're, it's a heightened emotional time. The George Floyd case had just came down uh, that same day. Um, and overall, we are back in another time of quite a bit of police shootings. We have police shootings in uh, in, in Tennessee, in Columbus. Um, and there's been just a lot of it, to be quite honest. And so, you know, not to say that we're gearing up for another summer of shooting of of young black people, because um, it's not just men anymore. Um, not to say that I don't want to stir that pot up and necessarily get get myself worked up in that but it's disheartening and you know when we get at a time uh like the movie two distant strangers and the joy floyd case and this young lady losing her life another young man uh who you know tennessee was reluctant in the anthony thompson jr case to release the body cam footage it took the, a, a long time to get that out um overall i think what is being called for what is needed is more transparency from the police departments in these in these types of investigations. I've seen people who, in the case of Micaiah Bryant, have said, you know, okay, saving the life of another black person, do we kind of understand? Um, and that raises the question up. But when we don't have transparency from the police departments, when we don't have transparency from these governing bodies and entities, um, it leaves more unrest, more hurt, more um room for people to make their own determination and for the things like social media like we talked about before without facts to get out of hand and blow up and people to think that you know certain things that they see on social media be, is fact and overall the transparency needs to be done do i at all need or, or well do i 
agree with any young person losing their life if it can be avoided and if a lot cop's life is is not being threatened no I, I i would like to think that we can have better practices in place to help avoid some of this and so this gets in to the justice uh, uh the justice and policing act uh that's going to be moving forward and this is being done in the name of george floyd and some of the things you know and i know a hot topic of conversation right now is abolishment of the police versus police reform and i think a lot of people who say abolish the police don't really realize just how crazy of a world it would be without some type of police and i know generally people when they say abolish the police they mean get rid of the current structure and build something up new um but that's just not realistic in my opinion to completely abolish police and and to build something new up at the same time to where there's not i think i think police reform is what we need to focus on now I, be, I believe that's what needs to be focused on now because that is going to be a long journey in of itself now as police uh, the current system is being reformed if that allows for something new to come in place organically from that i do think that there is, a, is that is a possibility but overall i think police reform needs to happen regardless if it if we're moving towards even abolishing the police at some t- at some point in time that's not going to stop the current there's no way in, in which is going to happen uh, and that's going to happen if we don't reform first and so i think a lot of times that people forget that a lot of the policing laws are done on the state and local levels so there's not going to be a a one sweeping thing that comes in that can fix everything but let's get into this police reform uh justice and policing act okay so uh the legislation as described um it's it's pretty expansive it's actually pretty uh pretty huge in what all this this could bring into it so uh number one one of the the first bullet points in this legislation would be it grants power to the justice department civil rights division to issue subpoenas to police departments as part of a pattern or practice investigations into whether there's been uh patterns and bias or misconduct in a police department so that that takes it down from being it being looked at as these individual rogue uh police officers and takes a look at how the department itself is 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 practicing um upholding the law um and so it provides grants to state attorneys um to create in, an independent process to investigate misconduct or excessive use of force by police forces it's established a federal registry of police misconduct complaints and discretionary actions and what we see in a lot of these cases are um we start getting things that come out after the fact like oh well yeah he roughed up a black kid two or three years prior to this event so it makes it uh them being a registry i guess very it would be very similar to the sex offender registry if i'm just having to guess that's not me reporting that that is me just saying that that was the the in the minor haze portion of this um enhance accountabilities for police officers who commit misconduct by restriction the applicant the application of qualified immunity doctrine for local and state officers. So it takes away some of those protections that officers have by just being police officers. It requires uh, federal ununiformed police officers to have body worn cameras. So again, more transparency as kind of what I talked about before. Uh, and it, it requires that uh, federal police vehicles are marked with dashboard cameras. Again, more transparency there. Um, it requires state and law enforcement agencies to receive federal funding to ensure the use of body worn and dashboard cameras. It restricts the transfer of military equipment to police. It requires state state and local law enforcement enforcement agencies to receive federal funding that receive federal funding to adopt 
and anti-discrimination policies and training, including those targeted targeted at fighting racial profiling. So basically for the for police officers, for police um, agencies to law enforcement agencies to still get federal funding, it requires them to have an anti-discrimination policy in place. Uh, it prohibits the issue of no knock warrants. Those are warrants that allow the police to conduct a raid without announcing themselves, which we've seen deaths in those cases as well. It changes the threshold for permissional force um, by by officers from reasonableness to only when necessary to prevent death or serious bodily injury. And I think that's the huge one there. If you take that standard of when they can use deadly force down and, and restrict that more, uh, ideally, that would automatically uh, limit the number of deaths that we're seeing in police. And then it also um, mandates that federal officers use deadly force only as a last result and that de-escalation be attempted and condition conditional federal funding to state and local agencies on the adoption of the same policy. So it's basically requiring the use of deadly force to be way more restrictive and in cases that uh, de-escalation has already been attempted. Uh, it also is going to restrict the use of this chokehold, which we've seen deaths in that case as well. And so this in, in no way is perfect. It's no way going to be um, completely um, something that fixes everything right out the gate. But it can be something that helps limit loss of lives unnecessarily. It also puts more onus on police officers and departments to have some anti-discrimination and, and racial practices in place for them to maintain their funding. So this is. Like I said, it's not perfect. I'm not saying that this is a perfect or this is automatically going to fix everything um, that needs to be fixed. But it does, in my opinion, go a long way in, in, in making that step. The George Floyd case, Siobhan being uh, found guilty is a huge win, but the battle is, is far from over. And I think um, it's, it's, it's highlighted, like I said, by the things that have happened um, just in the time uh, from that that. George Floyd uh, verdict being announced and and up until this point. So that's the end of my Hayes segment. That's what I want to talk a little bit more educational for me and hopefully some of the listeners in that case as well uh, while we're dropping knowledge there. But we're going to go ahead and get into our first break. You're going to hear from another podcast. And then on the other side of that, I'm going to come back with the main discussion topic for this week's episode. I'll see you guys there. Yo, what up, man? It's the Geek Set Podcast, the only podcast that blend hip-hop culture and geek culture together. I'm your boy, Deuces. This is Lib. This is your boy, Bacardi. And make sure y'all check us out every other Tuesday on the UrbanMogulLife.com or any other podcast platform. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're in the main discussion topic this week. And so this one is spurned on by um, the Oscars. And so, you know, the the Oscars this year, I will say this is one of the I'm sorry, the Academy Awards or the Oscars, the name of the trophy. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Talking about the Academy Awards. Anyway, um, so the Academy Awards went down. And so it was a really interesting like we got Glenn Close doing the damn the butt. Like that shit was fucking amazing. Um, there was a lot of great cultural moments, I think, uh, in this award show. And like, 
Um, and you know, it, it, it got real, it got real in a really positive way. Um, and another whole rooting for everyone black and, and everything, but the thing started turning when, you know, there was a move, usually, uh, best picture is announced last. And in this case, they move, uh, the, the best, uh, actor in the leading role last. And a lot of people assumed that that was going, it was going to be moved because they were going to allow for this emotional ceremony uh, for Chadwick Boseman winning this award um, for his role in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is powerful. I think I've gone on record to say that that image of Chadwick Boseman finally getting through that door and against that brick wall and just looking up and nothing being there is one of the most powerful images of like the black experience to me. And I've said that I would want to get that on a canvas painting and post it up on the wall somewhere in the studio. And absolutely like it was a great role, but when he didn't win and then also Viola Davis didn't win either, of course there was backlash for that. And then the whole, you know, diversity conversation and everything. But the one thing that I just want to point this out, and then we're going to get out of just focusing on just the, just Chadwood not winning this award. First of all, I don't know how many movies everyone has seen out of the actors that were nominated. Uh, Gary Oldman was nominated for his leading role in Mank. Um, Chadwick, of course, Stephen Yoon, uh, was nominated for Minari. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, who ended up winning, he won for The Father. And Riz Ahmed won, uh, not won, but he was nominated for his role in The Sound of Metal. Like, first, let's just look at the diversity in, in there. You have a black man, an Asian man, and a, uh, a Muslim man in Riz Ahmed. And then you, of course, have Anthony, Anthony Hopkins and, uh, and Gary Oldman. But you have huge diversity. And if you've seen these movies, you will know that in any other year, Every single one of these roles earned to be nominated and and could have won. I, I would not have had an issue with e any of these actors winning. I understand the backlash on Chadwick not winning. And this is what I kind of want to get into with this conversation. So first, award shows being viewed has gone, has plummeted, in, not just because of COVID, but in the last number of years. Let's look at the, the Oscars, for example, with this. 2014. For uh, 43.7 million viewers. The year after that, 2015, 37.2 million viewers. We're going to go ahead and jump all the way down to before COVID in 2019 uh, with 29.6 million. And then this year with less than 10 million viewers. Now, we know people are viewing uh, live programs less and less. So that absolutely plays a part in it. COVID as well. If you want to say that, that, that plays a, a role in it as well. But Here's more my opinion gets into. And this is a conversation like us as a community, as a culture, need to stop looking for fucking validation from these bodies that never were meant to include us. What does this sound like? You have a, a body of people, an exclusive club, so you would say, that vote on movies and the representation of the people who are voting on that don't we're not even really represented in, in that voting body. So why would we expect for us to be recognized at the level that we think that we should be by these bodies and, and these institutions that were never meant to really embody or lift us up. We need, like, there's that, Chadwick Boseman not, not winning that award in no way takes away from the power in that role. And no, it does not take away from the fact that that's gonna be a role that people see for generations and, they, and that's that man's last legacy to us. It doesn't take away from his legacy as an actor overall. It doesn't take away from the great, amazing roles that he that we have. But we we sit there and we let these 
things get us upset when we don't feel like we get the recognition from these governing bodies that never were originally in place to even acknowledge us. And that's all these old award shows are. For so long, black actors, it, it was a huge thing if they were even nominated, much less one. So, and, and, and that's overall where my opinion comes into this. If we look for diversity in award shows, A, I think diversity in award shows, in nominations, I, I, it may not matter because what it, do you want to be to be given affirmative action if a role isn't that great? Now, like I said, in this case, that does not apply because all the actors in in the nominations deserve to win in their own right. But when we talk about foreign winners, black people not winning Oscars and then the Academy Awards and whatever else, these things were never are not needed for us to validate again we are in a place now where we have our own platforms where we have things like revolt where we have things like uh, complexes and black owned rock the bells shout out to ll like we have these companies that are coming up now and i'm not saying that it's on them to create something that more highlights us and we have the double acp image awards as well um you know, Soul Train Awards, BET Awards, like there, there are things that 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 award shows that were. But even then, even then, all I'm saying is that to me, looking for any form of validation from these bodies to me is meaningless at this point. It's meaningless. We've gotten the history. We've gotten. We've been shown for generations at this point that we will continue to be let down if we expect that. Why are we not creating our own thing? And this gets to some of the conversations that we have on the Breaks Radio very often. At the end of the day, inclusion and diversity are things that we all want to see everywhere. And I get that. And I would hope that everything, that things move towards that area. But we can't always expect that. We can't expect that. Just like we're still working and going through things that generations from before us and our parents had to deal with and that. As much as that we look look at things, a lot of things have not changed. This applies to that as well. And 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 I get people wanting to be upset. I get people having the right to be upset. I get people wanting having the right to call the shit out. But at the end of the day, what does it really mean to me? And this may be this isn't me trying to be on my high horse saying, "Oh, I don't give a fuck about it. You guys shouldn't either." No, be upset. But at what point are we going to be upset enough to create our own shit? When are we going to be? And then even if we do create our own shit, are we going to show out for it in, in, in the way that that means that it's going to be able to keep going? And this is, again, this is why black ownership of black platforms that keep things are so important. And I know there are going to be people who listen and say this. Well, if you do, if you just buy black just because it's black, that's as big as a problem. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that if we want acknowledgement, if we want something that's going to acknowledge the accomplishments of black film of black music of black tv maybe it's time for us to create our own maybe it's time and so in that being said like again does it mean that we need to rally together does it mean that that some of these uh these black entrepreneurs need to come together and create their own thing will it i don't know but at the end of the day the question that needs to be asked are we going to support it at a level that is going to be indicative of it continuing. Just think about that. Um, and that, that that's kind of that's that's kind of just where my mind is on this whole topic right now. Is that I get people are upset. Um, and shout out to Anthony Hopkins who commented on it, and you know he he paid respect to it. Um, but don't let it a a. So I'm of two minds with this, right? And this is me working through it. Uh, a let's stop looking for the validation. And again, I'm not saying that everyone who's upset is looking for validation. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you guys are looking for Chadwick's 
amazing role to be validated by awards but i'm just saying if you guys are if you think that that that's what validates how amazing of an actor how amazing and special of a person or or that role was or that film in general was it doesn't but let's also not take away from some of the great wins that we got on that night for the culture if we're going to call something out for the negative side again which i feel we should it's 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 no problem with that Let's also spend some time acknowledging some of the great wins that we got. Like I said, uh, Two Distant Strangers won for short film. A powerful, powerful film. I talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya won for Best Supporting Actor, in which he was nominated against his, uh, his castmate in, in, from uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's um, like I said, it's important. Like Daniel Kaluuya, again, I guess it's something that we could talk about with him. Uh, being confused for uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, when he was asked uh, what was like being directed by Regina King and, you know, uh, him kind of looking and making that face. Like, these are things that we that we also need to be calling out. Like, whether Chadwick won or not doesn't take away from the power of that role. We did get, a, we did get some great wins last night um, as far as things of the culture. Um, and I think those things need to be highlighted as well through our anger uh, that, you know, and that's not to say, well, let's shut up. At least we got one. Like, and I know some people have that. That's not what I'm saying at all. So never uh, at all is that what I'm saying. But, you know, uh, her winning for best original song. Um, like I said, I already said Daniel Kaluuya's big win. Soul winning for base, best animated uh, picture. Um, best original score. It also it also won for best makeup and hair. Hairstyling was won by Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So there are some some wins for the culture. We also talked about uh Tyler Perry uh you know him 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 so again but with all this being said I want to ask and I present this question if we're so upset that we're not being acknowledged by the Academy Awards the way that we the way that we feel that we should be at what point do we just create our own shit and I know that's easier said than done right there's easier said than done but us continually looking for us to be acknowledged at the level that we deserve from bodies that were never ever meant to include us I think is the thing that I that, that I just want to talk about for the most point there. And you guys may disagree with me. And, and, and that's fine. Again, I always say with the Awakened Soul, this is the start of the conversation. This is not the full conversation. I don't have all the fucking answers. I'm a guy sitting in the studio that he built himself in his basement uh, and that just loves his culture. And that's, all, that's, all, that's ultimately what I want this to be. That's what, that's what like, I, I, I created a platform, right, that, that I am very proud of that will always stay black owned and everything else but we live in a world now where what we create we can create our own so much and things that start off just as little ideas look at verses for example can balloon into these huge things so are we going to be the ones to start our own award show and don't be afraid to start it hell you may get five viewers the first time but are we going to start our own shit and so to, to um to to kind of highlight what I'm talking about here Chadwick Boseman's brother has even come out and said that he doesn't view Chadwick not winning as a snub, kind of because what I said, because every actor who was nominated in that category deserved to win. Um, and so I think we need to look at the bigger picture in that case. But even as I said, to stop looking for the acknowledgement, we're never going to get the acknowledgement we deserve. Hell, we still don't get the acknowledgement that we deserve for building this fucking country. And so in a time where like we have the black Captain America now on screen, uh, we have wins in the George Floyd case, as I talked about before. But at the same time, we get losses. We get the discrimination elsewhere. We get more people getting shot and lost and losing their lives. Ultimately, 
if we're not going to stand for it anymore, sometimes that means that we have to stand out. You know what I mean by that? And by stand out, I mean what I said, creating our own shit, no longer looking for the, the, the acknowledgement that we should and rightfully deserve to get from other platforms, but ultimately creating our own. Now, that's it that I want to talk about um as far as the the win creating our own and another thing and this is and this is something that that touches me personally um and so with conversations about oscars and winning awards i saw a conversation pop off that a black woman has never won uh because halle berry isn't a black woman she's biracial and this is something i talked about a little bit before and i'm not going to harping on this long i understand being biracial i understand people looking at that differently but the one thing is, is that none of us are 100% black. If you look at your family history long enough, I guarantee that you see something else in there. But outside of that, when you take away from somebody who lives a black life, who gets discriminated against, and again, I'm not talking about Hyla Berry specifically, I'm talking about this whole conversation that pops off that to me is fucking disgusting and more inner, inner racism, inner race racism, is that when you talk about and see people who are biracial and you immediately want to strip away, oh, they're not black, but they live in the same neighborhoods that you do. When a police officer comes, they're not seeing that as a biracial person. They're seeing that as as a threatening black man or black woman, just like they do anyone else. And so when we continue to want to separate and this whole light skin, dark skin, whether you're biracial or, or, or not, whether you're, you know, something that we talked about last week, if you're an American, African-American or if you're British, uh, African or you're a, a black Irish, whatever you are, when we continue to separate ourselves more than we are, how do we expect to win? How do we expect to get the treatment that we all want and call for, the even treatment if we don't even treat ourselves evenly? We constantly look at things to, to divide ourselves even more. You're doing, when you do that to me, in my opinion, and I may lose listeners for this, you're doing the same shit that white people do with black people. You're just doing it with people who are of other brown skin. When you do that shit, it's equally as fucking disgusting. When you continue to separate us and break us into these little silos, and now a black British person winning isn't the same as an American black. Like for so many years, we couldn't even get black people to be acknowledged. Now we're wanting to break it down even more. And then when you go to buy every black person in this country, whether it was voluntarily or involuntarily, at some point has white in their in in their not dna but in their family history um and so when you constantly want to break it down even more and segregate and separate us instead of us connecting and trying to make a better living experience for us overall you're just as fucking disgusting as the races but you don't see it because in your mind you think you're just and you're just trying to do what's right for your race who and what does that sound like the, the it's funny that the same people who call out trumpian like thoughts trumpian like uh, uh bigotry practice it but practice it against their own people but because they think and they see them as different people you justify it you are just you sound just like the white people who try to separate black and white when you try to separate black and black just because somebody down the road may have had a white relative it's just as equally disgusting and i wanted to take time out on my platform to speak on it. you can agree with me you cannot you cannot agree with me i really don't give a fuck but to me, when I see that shit, I now look at you differently because you're that same bigot to me. And that's my opinion on it. Everybody isn't going to agree. And that's fucking fine. I don't care. It's my platform. <laughs> but let me know how you guys feel about 
the Oscars, creating our, our own award show. How you guys feel about the biracial versus black conversation? It shouldn't even fucking be a conversation. But I'd like to hear how you guys feel. You guys already know. You can reach out to me at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send me any questions, uh, feedback, questions, comments, concerns. TheAwakenSoulPod at gmail.com. You can also send a voicemail, and I will play it on the podcast at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. I love each and every one of you guys. I say that all the time, whether we agree, disagree, whatever. I love my listeners like none other. Um, I can't wait uh, to interact with you guys more. Um, we passed, we're well past 200 episodes, people. 200 episodes. I always had planned to do a live show for t- episode 200, but we're in a freaking pandemic. We'll see what we can do uh, going into into the next year or, or over the course of the time to see what we can do to have a meetup or something. But um, that's it. This has been another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast, and I'm out this bitch. Peace. Peace.